Selamat datang and welcome once again to Doses of Malaysian Stories. Hi, I'm Diana, a local Malaysian tour guide and the host of this podcast. Today we're going to talk about the moon. Yep, as per my title, the moon represents my heart, which happens to be the title of a song sung by a well-known Taiwanese singer, the late Teresa Ting. The moon plays a very important role in a lot of communities around the world and in Malaysia too, particularly for the three major communities which are the Malays, the Chinese and the Indians, whereby their New Year's are calculated based on the lunar calendar. So because of this, the specific dates of the New Year changes year to year. I'm a Malaysian of Chinese origin. So while the Lunar Chinese New Year is the most important celebration for the Chinese community worldwide, the second most important festival is the Mid-Autumn Festival, which is going to happen in another two weeks' time. This Mid-Autumn Festival is very popularly known here in Malaysia as the Lantern Festival, and also sometimes it's called the Mooncake Festival. Very similar to the Thanksgiving Day in the Western world, it is celebrated in gratitude for a bountiful harvest back in China during the autumn season which fall on the 15th day of the 8th month in the lunar calendar. And the moon is at its brightest and the fullest. So that is the reason why even Chinese New Year is celebrated for a full 15 days, whereby the first and the 15th day are the most important. This is a time when we're having family reunions plus gathering with friends and also exchanges of mooncakes as gifts. This Mid Autumn Festival is one of my favorites, especially during my childhood days. This would be the time when we children would be carrying lighted lanterns and we'll walk through the streets of the neighborhood. It's usually done during the nights because the lanterns will be uh, lighted up and thereby will be the source of light shining a path for us children. Be led by an elder child who will be taking us round and this is the time whereby we would feel most free because there will be no adults following us. For once we children are allowed to be as crazy as we could. As we parade the streets within my neighborhood, we would be singing songs about the moon under the moonlit sky. The lanterns that we carry will come in different shapes and sizes made from bamboo frames into shapes of the Chinese zodiac animals of that particular year. Then it is being painted in different colors to match the zodiac animal. There will be a wire mesh to hold the candle inside and as we carry these lanterns parading the street, uh, we feel so good. Like, should there be a strong wind blowing, we will need to cover with our hands to ensure that the flame stays upright because once the flame moves too much, that lantern will catch fire. And it does happen at times, especially the cheaper ones uh, where the space between the candle and the sides of the lanterns are so close. So you can imagine the horror of watching your lantern going up in flames that's so scary i remember during my younger days instead of walking straight and enjoying the night scene i would be so cautious looking down at the candle 
every time to ensure that the flame doesn't move too much with the winds. These are some of the moments that I can recall how I celebrated my Lantern Festival. When my children were young, they were also given such experiences playing with the lanterns minus the night walks around the neighborhood as circumstances now are so very different compared to my time then. Nevertheless, this lantern tradition has been passed down through generations and generations and I'm sure children everywhere of the Chinese communities would still be playing with these lanterns and during the pre-pandemic, Chinese community here would even be holding contests for the best handmade lanterns and shopping complexes would be decorated with beautiful lanterns and having cultural performances. I really miss this time because these two years, whatever festivals that is happening has all been celebrated on a very small scale among family members. So. While the children were busy parading the streets with the lanterns, what do you think the adults in my village were doing back then? Mm. They will be gathering in the compounds outside their homes, sitting on a round table, having mooncakes as one of the savory items accompanied by brewed Chinese tea. Today, probably it would be beer, all under the moonlit sky, telling stories, while glancing up at the beautiful, bright, full moon. Remember, the actual day falls on the 15th month of the lunar calendar where the moon is at its brightest and the fullest. So that is the whole idea of these mooncake festivals. In case if you are wondering why mooncakes, what is this thing about mooncakes and what is its significance? The moon's circle or round shape symbolizes perfection. It symbolizes togetherness and unity among family members and friends. So that's the reason why reunion dinners are also being held among family members. And there are so many legends and myths surrounding these moon stories. Two of them particularly sticks with me. The first story, which is very mystical, a fairy tale. And this is how it goes. There was once a tyrannical king who was so obsessed with power that he didn't take good care of his subjects. He was trying to search for a, a longevity pill and he found this elixir for longevity. And what happens is his wife wasn't so much in favor of his deeds. Uh, she didn't want him to have this elixir. She stole it and when he discovered that the wife had stolen his elixir, he went after her and she ran all the way to the moon. He was trying to shoot his arrow at her, he couldn't get her. As the story or legend goes, she became the spirit of the moon. His subjects were so thankful for what she did every year on the 15th day of the 8th month they would make kicks in the shape of moon to remember her kindness. So this is how the first story goes, like a fairy tale. Now the second story sounds more logical. In China's history, there were only two times that the Chinese were being ruled by non-Chinese. They were the Mongols 
where they took over China and established the Yuan Dynasty. The other one was the Manchurians, and they were the last dynasty before China became a、uh, communist country, and that is the Qing Dynasty. So we're going to go back to the time of the Yuan Dynasty, where China was under the Mongols. The Han Chinese was being oppressed and heavily guarded, and there's no way that they could go around trying to send messages to have an uprising against the Mongols. They came up with an idea that since the fifteenth day of the eighth month, where The Chinese would be celebrating the Mid-Autumn Festival, and they would be making and sending mooncakes as gifts to their families. So, one smart guy came up with the idea and says, "Hey, look! Since this is a traditional festival, nobody will suspect anything if we put messages inside the mooncake. Use this message and to unite all the Chinese, give them a specific day where everybody will come together." And have an uprising against the Mongols, and it worked. The Mongols were finally overthrown. So to remember this special day, mooncakes are being made to celebrate this occasion. This one sounds more logical, isn't it? The stories are really not Malaysian stories. They originate from China, but nevertheless, the Chinese communities around the world has been religiously celebrating this festival. So, my dear listeners, whichever part of the world you are in right now, if there is a substantial Chinese community where you are staying, I'm sure there will be lots of promotions of mooncakes happening there. It falls on September twenty fourth. That is the actual day in the Gregorian calendar that ties in with the fifteenth day of the eighth month of the lunar calendar. Over here in Malaysia, preparations for this festival would be happening at least a month before the actual day. And even as I am speaking. We already have plenty of promotions flying around in the virtual space on social media, and even in the brick and mortar、uh, physical stores. Most of these promotions will focus on two things. One is the packaging, how they package the whole mooncake, and number two is what are the special fillings inside each of the mooncake that they have creatively created. As the years goes by, now these are the two items that will tug at the heart strings of their potential customers. Well, for me, since I'm not much of a food expert, it is the packaging that always attracts my attention. Let me give you some examples of some of these catchy phrases where、uh, they focus on their packaging that I can emotionally resonate and relate to it. Number one, listen to this. Timeless traditions mooncake gift set, presented in an exquisite handbag-like box with drawers bearing elegant gold motifs. Wow, I like this. I would buy this not because of the mooncakes that is inside, but because of this exquisite handbag-like box with drawers. That. Really 
is tugging at my heart string. Another one would go like this and it says 2021 Mooncake Collection comes in trendy luminous collector bags designed in collaboration with the team behind Gung Ho's crazy Asian art pieces. Hmm. This one doesn't really hit me that much. The next one is really good. Rolling out an imperial garden treasure box with a design inspired by lush garden retreats that imperial families used to enjoy. Wrapped in an elegant gold shade, the opulent mooncake box can serve as your new jewelry box. How nice that sounds. Another one that tugs at my heartstrings. It is this word jewelry box that captures my attention. I would love to have a nice box to keep some of my accessories. So you know what I mean? This is how they use this catchy phrases to tug at the customer's heartstrings. In fact, I personally already own at least three of these beautiful mooncake boxes and I have repurposed them and added to my collection. They look so nice and when the mooncake inside is finished, you wouldn't want to throw them away, you will want to keep it. So that's the whole idea. Besides this, those who love the insights of what the mooncake has would resonate with some of these other examples. This is how it goes. We fill our mooncakes with the finest Hunan lotus seeds from China's Hunan area. Top grade egg yolks and the freshest ingredients. They are baked in cholesterol-free cooking oil, have no added preservatives and are halal certified. What is portrayed to us? A healthy mooncake. Most mooncakes comes with very sweet fillings inside. So when they focus on cholesterol-free cooking oil, no added preservatives and are halal certified for Muslims to enjoy. Initially, a lot of the Muslim community here in Malaysia would not be able to enjoy the mooncake. Is most of them use lard. So when they put their halal certified. That means no lard is being used. It opens up an even wider market for the Muslim community to try our mooncakes. Another one, it goes like, you can opt for snow skin mooncakes or traditional big mooncakes. Now, snow skin is something that is a recent creation and snow skin very obviously will be white in color. It comes with different varieties and that's where it gives us a new sense of freshness. Hey, I like to try this snow skin mooncakes. They're different flavors like white lotus with egg yolk or black sesame lotus with yolk, green tea with red bean paste, mixed nuts or matcha green tea with red bean and there are so many flavors to it. So it's really difficult to make a choice so when they couple it and marry it together with the packaging so most of the time we would really not mind okay i will take this packaging which is so beautiful and i just select 
a sample of each of the different flavors that is being offered and we package it as a gift to our loved ones isn't that beautiful and this is one last one which i like to share i saw this advert uh, where a singapore company is offering the harry potter mooncake collection this is definitely targeted at the younger generation and it, and it combines the western interests into this mooncake collection and starbucks in china also created a mooncake that is a cold brew coffee flavored mooncake wow hagen Das in china is now offering ice cream mooncakes how cool is that so can you see how important this festival is the big companies are riding and capturing their emotions and capitalize on the significance of this mooncake festival if we don't want to go for these elaborate mooncakes you can buy very simple ones that also comes with some of these flavors and uh, there are even mooncakes that comes in a jelly form businessmen are getting to be more and more innovative in the way the mooncakes are being promoted so the next time that you see mooncakes promotion either on the social media or in physical stores in your vicinity if you have not really tasted one yet try taking a bite and share with me your experience and i really would love to hear from you on how this festival is being celebrated at your location wherever you are because i'm only sharing with you how malaysians over here celebrate our mid-autumn festival probably in your country the more creative way where this festival is being celebrated i would love to hear from you so before I end this episode, I would like to read a quote from an ancient Chinese poem that goes like this. May we live long and share the beauty of the moon together, even if we are hundreds of miles apart. Isn't this so appropriate, particularly during these pandemic times where we don't have much opportunity to, to get together with our family members. So the best way is we send these mooncakes as gifts and we may be hundreds of miles apart but we are still able to share the beauty of the moon. Now before I end this episode, I would like to make some clarifications on the days that my podcast will be published. I know I said earlier that it will be published every fortnight on the first and third Sundays of every month. Then August came with five Sundays instead of the usual four Sundays. And as my mind was so fixed on two weeks once, I realized that this episode is now published on the second Sunday of September. So I've decided that my episodes will come on every two weeks, irrespective of how many Sundays in a month. So that makes it easier for you and me. So I hope you have gotten an understanding of how the Mooncake Festival came about. And uh, I would like to take this opportunity to wish all of you a happy Mid-Autumn Festival. It doesn't matter whether you celebrate it or not. This is a time of creating a humanity of peace, of togetherness, of harmony. As the poem goes, may we live long and share the beauty of the moon together, even if we are hundreds of miles apart. Don't forget the actual day of this 15th day of the 8th month in the lunar calendar 
falls on September 24th in the Gregorian calendar. Thank you for spending time with me. If you have enjoyed this podcast on Doses of Malaysian Stories, don't forget to click the like and follow button. And please share this message with your friends. Meet Autumn Festival of Love, of Togetherness and of Harmony. Alright? You can connect with me on my email, dosesofmalaysianstories at gmail.com or you could also join the Facebook group under the same name and I would love to hear your feedback. Once again, thank you very much. I'll see you in two weeks' time. Selamat tinggal and bye!